really an incredible journey. I was hearing about these big fish being caught off the, off the shore in Charleston. I live in Charleston, South Carolina. And I was hearing these big fish being caught off the shore. And I'm like, man, these things really don't exist. You really can't catch them. You know, <laughs> they, they really don't exist. Well, sure enough, um, our newspaper then started printing pictures of these fish that they were catching off the shore. And I've got a picture of Jerry's fish. Jerry, Jerry. And this is a guy I know. So now, now there's come, you know, now I see that people I know are catching these fish off there. So this is giving me a little confidence. But if you notice there, looks like Jerry's on a boat. I don't really have a boat, so I don't know how I can catch these fish. I don't have really very good tackle. In fact, I thought I might have had one online about that size down at Fripp Island, and my line just went. And kept going and kept going and kept going. I looked down and I'm just seeing silver start coming. I'm like, oh no, this is gone. I never did see it or catch it. So I'm thinking, now Jerry's got a lot better tackle than me to pull that kind of stuff in. And, you know, he's got a boat, he's got better tackle. He's probably a lot better fisher than, fisherman than me. But, um, you know, I wanted to catch these things. <laughs> so a passion stirred up inside of me to try to get. At least to where Jerry is, and I would like to get beyond him if I can. But um, so, so I really started doing some research and really passionately pursuing how I can catch these fish. I go to the Charleston Angler and I talk to these kids that are catching fish left and right, and I'm like, all right, we'll give it a shot. And uh, so last Saturday I went out with my daughter Emily, and um, <laughs> so much fun. Well, I went out with my daughter Emily because she really wants me to catch these fish. She knows what I've got going on in, inside of me, and so. Um, it's probably about an hour into it. The tide's coming up, and I've got this little pole, and it all of a sudden it starts going like that, and I'm like, oh, man. And I look, and it was the same pole I got my butt kicked on at Fripp Island. I'm like, oh, no, this isn't going to work. So I, I kind of tightened up the drag a little bit, and I'm running back like this, then reeling as I go, and running back and reeling. And, go. and next thing I know, I'm seeing it hitting the top of the water. And it wasn't a sailfish or anything like that, but it was a, uh, you can see its tail, and it's swarming around the water. I'm like, God, this is so cool. My daughter is just jumping up and down. She's 27. She's jumping up and down like a, she jumped up and down like a cheerleader trying to get and help me get this thing in. Dad, Dad, you got it, you got it. Um, uh, and um, so I, I'm pulling it up and I get it to where it was, um, I don't know, probably by you right there. I could see it. It was up on the beach and in about this much of water, so it couldn't go anywhere. And I, as I was working my way back in, somehow I didn't do something right and the hook came out. Oh. And I'm sitting there looking at it and I... Uh, I could go get it. I had my tennis shoes on, and I really didn't want to get them wet because I didn't, I didn't want to get un, be uncomfortable for the rest of the day. It was cold. It was like 60 degrees there when we were doing this. Yeah. So, so you know, it dawned on me. How much you want to do? Yeah, it dawned on me. Man, this really isn't that important to me, I guess. So, so. We fished out the rest of the day. It was maybe another three hours and didn't really catch anything. And Emily says, Dad, I really wanted you to catch that fish. And, I, and I, uh, she says, Dad, you caught that fish. You caught that fish. And I said, yeah, but I didn't get to hold it, honey. But you were going to put it back anyhow. I just didn't get to hold it and get my picture taken with me. <laughs> so, I, and I was excited. Don't, uh, but, so went home. I said, Ann, let's go out because I think I got it. So Sunday we went out after church. And um, the tide was high and going out, so it was a whole different tide. And we're fishing, and I've got all these poles set up and spikes, and um, just kind of sitting around the chair. And this is kind of where this introduction came to me, that how God's really got a passion in me to kind of pursue this kind of thing. Um, and 
It was kind of towards the end of the day. We were there for four hours. I caught a pompano. They're real pretty fish, but you can't really tell when they're that big. It could fit in my hand. <laughs> um, and I caught a skate, which is like a stingray. And, and then I caught a whiting, which is about that long, which is a good sign because the fish were actually getting bigger. But I had most of my poles up, and I was reeling this one in. And all of a sudden, bam, I got hit. And I'm like, oh, cool. And I started backing up, doing my routine. And I was really confident this time because I had the pole my best one. I had. I just put. I had new line on it. I had. Uh, uh, I had new line on it. I had. Um, it was. It was lubed. It was good. So I was excited about that. I seeing it hitting the water. Got it up, and my wife is now a cheerleader for me. And, um, and it gets about. I got it up actually onto the sand, and I said, "Ann, go grab his tail. Go grab his tail." I'm sending her in the water this time, and um, she. Um, she grabbed his tail and held him there, and then I got to him and pulled him up. And uh, here's the fish that I caught. Come <laughs> up there. All right. Yeah. All right. Now, my mom says, that's an ugly fish. It's really a beautiful fish. It's like a copper color, but it was on the sand flopping around. So I should have washed him up for the pictures a little bit so, um, so it will look a little better. But one thing, a couple things that really came to pass in this is you see the line in there. The hook is still in there. I've been tying line for two or three years, not really having known if my knot was really going to hold. Yeah. A lot of stuff I've been practicing actually paid off in this. The knot actually held. So I, I kind of took that as almost a spiritual truth. Some of the things that we're doing in the dark or behind the scenes that's not getting tested is going to pay off sometime in the future. But, um, but the... Um, um, you know, so you're kind of wondering what, what's all this have to do with, uh, <laughs> with, with hearing God's voice. It actually has to do a lot with hearing God's voice as well as any walk that you take in the spiritual realm. Because it, require, it always starts out some weird way. Well, for me, for hearing God's voice, it started out, out like this. Someone, someone said to me, well, the Lord told me. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> you, were you sitting at your kitchen table when he told you? And this is always a real spiritual guy that's telling you this stuff. Yeah, the Lord told me. And, um, and so I'm like, you know, God d- didn't tell you. And I mean, it's just completely ruled out. I'm like, he didn't say anything to you. And I would, was he squeaky voice? Was he a low voice? Was he, um, well, you know, then reading the Bible, you, know, you see, I don't know how many verses, especially in the Old Testament, that says, and the Lord said to, and the Lord said to. And the Lord said to Mo, no, and the Lord said to Moses, and the Lord said to Abraham, the Lord's, it's all in there. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder how he's saying to them, and he's talking to them. Yeah. Is he talking, is that available to me? And then we read, and I got the verse somewhere out here, that, that the Lord's the same. Yes, I'm the Lord, I do not change. Right. Okay? So, I guess he can speak to me if he doesn't change. Come on. So, I'm thinking, maybe. Maybe there is some truth to this. Maybe he can speak to me. And I'm thinking about, I'm, as I'm going through this process, you know, thinking about it, this friend of mine, Lori, came to me and says, you know, I, I got something to share with you. And so she was really kind of quiet and sharing it with me. She's kind of sheepish. She says, you know, the Lord's speaking to me. <laughs> wow. He's like Jerry. He's, I see Jerry, he caught fish. Now the Lord's speaking to Maybe there is something to this. So, um, she kind of quietly came to me because she would approach other people with this. And um, she got the same, you know, hmm, you're kind of nutty. So she could trust me. So um, she says, I want to try this out on you. I want you to go through this, this little thing, try it on your own, and see if it gets the same results. Lori, her, the Lord spoke to her like, boom, like this. For me, and probably for most of you, you'll see that it's more of a journey to get there. It's not a Damascus Road experience. Um, 
So, all right, Lori, I'll try it. And then I started thinking about it. You know, Lori prays a lot more than I do, and and she's been saved longer. And um, I like drinking beer, and it just didn't any way that the Lord's going to speak to me. And um, so I went through the same same thing of doubt and skepticism and that kind of stuff. And then there's some proof that Lori that it does happen um, by by Lori. So. I began to go after it because especially when you read in John um, 10.27 my sheep hear my voice and you can go two ways in that am I one of God's sheep? yes I am or am I one of God's sheep? I don't know well we are we are get that out of your mind so a hunger started developing in me and um, and I started going after it and what Lloyd gave me was this book called Mark Mark Verkler's Dialogue with God And he's also got another book for the right-brainers called Four Keys to Hearing God's Voice. There's right One's more creative and the other one's more bullets. (laughs) So uh, right brain and left brain. Yeah, I can't either. So um, what Mark did is he broke it down into um, really four simple keys based on Habakkuk 2. One and two, and y'all write that down. I didn't put this up here. I was just more concerned to get uh, get my fish on the screen than anything else. <laughs> but Habakkuk one and two says, "I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower, and I will look to see what he will say to me and what the Lord will answer concerning my complaint." And the Lord answered me, "Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it." So, the first key that Mark brought out of that is become still so you can sense God's flow of thoughts and emotions within. That's probably one of the hardest things for us to do. I think ladies can do it maybe easier. Um, Men, I don't know. We we don't like sitting still a whole lot. If we're sitting down, we could realize the gutters need to be cleaned, or if we're doing. Oh, my wife's like that too. She'll do the dishes, but there's a hard. It's hard to get down and sit still. And I found that there, in the quietness of the morning, when nothing's going on, or in the quietness of the evening, even later, there's nothing going on. You can sit and still yourself before the Lord. And what's that look like? For me, I have bad days where I sit at my in my study, and I've got my. Mac right there. I got my phone right here. I've got all these bills over here. And what you got to do is just go like this and spread it out and prepare a way for the Lord. You got to make the room for Him. Um, for some of you who have children, say, I can't get anything done because I got all these kids. If you are, you know, we make a way for anything we want to do. And I hope by the end of this talk that you're going to want to pursue hearing God's voice. But we're going to make a way to do that. Um, there's, now, here's what happens. A lot of people say, well, I sit down and I'm trying to be still before God and I keep thinking of all these things I need to do. Yeah, I mean, well, well, get your paper out, write it down, put it aside. There, now you don't need to think about that anymore. That's right. If that happens again, do it again. But just keep focusing. Focus on, on the Lord. Um, sometimes, you know, I'll, you might think, oh, God isn't going to speak to me. I can't get still because, you know, I, I yelled at, at Penny yesterday and, and this. So you got, you know, you may have some, some type of shame, whatever, that, the, that isn't from the Lord coming up on you. If it, if it hits you in its block and your stillness, just confess it to the Lord, repent, and move on. Get, deal with it and get rid of it because He wants you to talk to Him. Um, 
Sometimes I'm sitting there when I'm trying to be still, I'll just get my pencil and just draw some things. I mean, I'm just sitting anything I'm going to display anywhere. It doesn't, you know, matter. But, you know, draw a bunch of lines, draw an arrow, and, you know, decorate that, whatever it might be. But, you know, you're, you're starting to do, get your right brain function going, which is a little more creative, creative side of you. Um, also, there's songs always going through my head. Sometimes I'll just sit that and hum that and just, just meditate on the Lord when, when I do that. So the first key to getting still... First key is getting still before before God. The second key, and I'm just going to read it. As you pray, fix the eyes of your heart upon Jesus, seeing the Spirit and dreams and visions of Almighty God. This, um, so what? I'm, you know, I'm having trouble with this when work was going through it and, and with reading this book because you're asking me to kind of visualize Jesus or focus my eyes on Him and see what He's doing. And I started thinking back about all my teaching I've had in church, and you know, what does that sound like? Visualization <laughs> sounds like a new age, doesn't it? Yeah. Thought, eh, I don't know if I want to go there. I don't want to, you know, mess with the new age. But I've come to discover that God is the creator of everything. Come on. Everything. Anything that kind of looks like God but is not smell, tasting like God, it's a counterfeit. And so we see the New Age, they're seeking after the same things we are. But they don't have the right road. They don't have the right path to get there. And so they're counterfeiting this. And and, and consequently, we as, as, as people kind of have something that's been implanted in our mind that maybe this isn't something I can do. I shouldn't visualize. Um... Now, the Bible's a little different like, than that. Um, Acts 2.17 In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Yep. Jesus also said in John 5.19 um, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by Himself. He can only do what He sees the Father doing because whatever the Father does, He does also. So we're... And the second key to this is, is look at Jesus. Um, I'm going to direct you to a resource after this if you want to pursue it farther on your own or maybe even in a group. But, you know, the, you, you, right now, you and I, none of us have any problem with our imagination. <laughs> right. I mean, the problem is what we imagine a lot of times. Um, so if we've got it, he's given it to us. Now, let's direct it towards him. Let's direct it towards his kingdom. Let's direct it towards his, his throne room. Let's direct it to... to to whatever good and true is right, meditate on these things. Yeah. Um, so that was the, that to me was the hardest step in doing the God's voice. Now you can you can hear God's voice without this step. It helps you when you're calming and when you're when you're um, being still to 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 do this. Okay, um, these aren't you'll see it changes as you go. The third step. So that that in Habakkuk is look to see what I say. The fourth, the third step. Is God's voice in your heart often sounds like a flow of spontaneous thoughts. God's voice in your heart often sounds like a flow of spontaneous thoughts. To me, that was a huge relief. Because I was expecting, actually, John. I wanted to hear an audible voice. And... I'm, yeah, and I've heard it said if you hear an audible voice, you better be, you know, you're not listening very well because he's already speaking to you in a whisper and he's trying to get your attention. So, um, um, so, um, 
I was looking for the loud, audible voice. But Verkler helped me with this. He says, God's voice sounds like spontaneous thoughts that rest upon my mind. To give you an example, what that might be, you're doing something, all of a sudden you say, man, I wonder how Mark's doing. And, and I'm, I'm going to pray for him. Now, was that your thought? Or was that God's thought? Probably God's. Probably God's, because what's it directing you to do? Pray for Him. <laughs> so, um, so you've, you're already getting these spontaneous thoughts that come across. You, you get a good idea all of a sudden. Like, whoa, man, I'm sharp. Well, yeah, you are. You, you might be tuned in. might be really what it is. Um, so in, in 1 Kings 19.12, uh, God's voice is a quiet whisper it's described as in there. And even if it wasn't an audible voice, you know when, when God spoke out of heaven, just as my son in whom I'm well pleased, when he spoke to Paul, some heard thought they heard thunder, some thought they heard um, the voice, some didn't see or hear anything. And, and, and so, you know, even if he does speak out loud, you may miss it, but someone else may get it. So, um, so you know, several things kind of I learned along the way in trying to hear his voice. It is, I had to discern it was his voice. Well, let me step back a minute before this. Um, his voice sounds different to, to so many people. I was talking to my friend Mike, um, and, and he said he's heard the Lord's voice one time out loud. And I said, how do you know it was his? He says, because it sounds like the one in my head. I'm like, well, he sounds the same in my head than, than all my other thoughts. He said, I'm amen. Well, you know what I'm talking. <laughs> Not me, man. He said, so I, I want to, um, I guess I want to encourage you. He's, he's going to speak to you. In, in different ways, in different, you may hear a voice that's different from yours. You may just have a spontaneous thought. Um, time to time, uh, people, when we were doing prophetic ministry last night, um, um, Larissa was always saying, "All right, I see a picture of so. I see a picture of this." And so she, he speaks to her through pictures. She'll get an image in front of her, in front of her face. And um, and I think Janet was telling me now that she'll be looking at something. Like that speaker and say, oh, that speaker's just like God. He's broadcasting his love throughout, you know. She kind of goes with it. So there's some things that's going to actually tune you in. But it's, it's not going to be the same for everyone. Right. And, and if you're, like with Mike, I said, oh, I want to hear that. And he goes, he goes, no, you don't. And I'm thinking, you know, I do want to hear. I want to catch fish like Jerry's, but I'm not going to covet what he's got. I'm just going to, it's going to stir something in me to go further because I know there is more. So, um, so at any rate, um, I mean, there's three voices typically we hear in our head. Um, the first one and the most important is God's voice. And what's God, he, he builds us up, he comforts us, he teaches us, uh, he affirms us. Um, so when, you, when you're hearing that, when, then you know where the source is. The second source is man, which is a little more analytical. Oh, it's a lot more analytical. It flows from the head rather than the heart. And... Um, it, it, that's kind of the tipping point. It depends on what you've been feeding yourself. Come on, um, if you've been feeding yourself negativity, um, no good, and this stuff, then then God's voice to you is going to be your voice, and it's going to be you need to shape up. You're a really bad egg, you know, so forth. But that's where you know the renewing of your mind, the transformation of your mind in Romans 12, uh, 1 and two comes, is is hearing, uh, excuse me, getting the trash out. Yeah. And so that it can come through unfiltered God's voice and un unjaunced, uh, unread whatever red black lenses that you look through. And the third voice we hear uh, is the one that condemns and brings shame and hopelessness and lies, kills, kills and destroys. And I think you can easily identify that. And you can easily identify in your quiet time where that voice is coming from. So 
I mean, you can do it in everyday life. If you're, if you're bad-mouthing someone, you know that isn't from God. Amen. Um, the fourth... Oh, I, I want to point this up. My wife says, well, here's how I know it's God's voice. Because he always says something I wasn't even thinking. Yeah. <laughs> we have a situation we did with a person that was living with us. And we really, really needed patience. Um, and... Wow, I'm praise God we didn't explode. But but the, it was a two month. Come on, we'll help you out. Yeah. And we didn't really get that in, signed in ink. <laughs> Twelve months later, she finally moves out. That it was a trial the whole whole way. But my wife was saying, "All right, what do I do about her? What do I help?" And so Anne had these ideas, and she's clearly got a whole different thing from the Lord. What she needs to do with do with this situation, and it actually helped. She told me, and I now I was able to jump on. I'm bored with her. Uh, the key number four is when you get what you're hearing is to journal it. Um, journaling might take on a different perspective from you. I remember my daughters always had a journal. Or, or my daughters, my um, sisters and my daughter had a journal or a diary. And they'd write, Dear God, I think Matt's really cute. And I hope you can hook him up with me and give me a good, good day. And what we're talking about in this is more of a two-way journaling. All right? A conversational type journaling. Father, what do you have to say to me about my finances? Right. Father, what do you have to say about me today about me? Right. Now, there's times that I'll say, I'll be writing, and he'll say, "We write me a psalm." I'm like, "Well, oh, okay." And so I'll just write a, 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 an item of praise, like a poem or a psalm. And I love you. You ascended to the heavens. You send it down to take us up. You know, stuff like that just flows off, 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 off your pen. It's it's in your thoughts. Um, now. <laughs> Here's what happened first when I started doing the journaling and trying to hear God's voice. I'm like, you know, that isn't really me. It's just like, I don't know how many of you have a prayer language and start praying in the Spirit. And it's like me with that. I'm like, that isn't it. I'm just doing pig Latin. I'm making that up. Well, the same thing happened when I started journaling. It's like, that isn't me. I'm just writing. That doesn't make any sense. So, what I, what, what, what one, when you start your writing, I just recommend that just listen and the thought, the voice, the picture that comes across your mind, just start writing it down. Don't worry about spelling. Don't worry about pronunciation. You know, put quote. Don't worry about any of that. Just let it flow. Just let it flow. And then while God's speaking to you, just write all that down. When you're done, when you feel like maybe you stopped, you just then sit back and read it right. and see what, see what He has to say to you. Um, and I would recommend too that as you. Here's what I was doing for a while. I, I've got three like journals filled up with stuff, and I would just write, write, fill up one, write, write, fill up one, and I never went back and looked at them. And um, the Lord impressed upon me the other, probably within the last month, that look, <laughs> go back and read what I'm telling you, because I'm giving you clues about some things to come. I'm giving you some clues how to pr- protect yourself. So, um, so I started doing that, and it was funny. About a month ago. Um, he says, you will be staying in situations that probably aren't the most comfortable for you. Will you be pushed outside your box? And But the, the heart of the host um, is, is what you're after. And you're just thanking praise Seth. And <laughs> I thought it was for, oh, no, I was going to be in Bolivia or something like that. But, uh, you know, this has been, for me, it's been this trip. I'm, I don't like being cold. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, 
And so I've, I've been cold. Actually, I'm hot right now. But, um, but it, was, it was neat how he kind of told me that here's what's going to happen. You're going to be in a situation where you're not the most comfortable. Deal with it and love the people and love it. So, yeah. So, so I thank him for that. But um, was, I guess I went through all that. All right. We've got the journaling. Now, one other thing I want you to do is you're writing your stuff down. You may get something that's really like, I want you to quit your job and move to Somerville, South Carolina. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, if you're gonna, you might get some stuff that's fairly like calling you to take some action, to do something. You get some trusted advisors around you. Some people that you can run this journaling by, that they can read it and say, "Yeah, I believe that's the Lord telling you that." Don't step out on your own, and if, on your on your own. And also, in the same point, if they give you some advice that you don't like, you probably still should listen to it, because you may have the flesh that's telling you you want to do this. Yeah. You know, I want to. Yeah, well, you, you know how we, we can rationalize everything in our head. We want to do it now. The Lord told me to do it, and so I'm gonna. That, that's all I need. And there's people that still, well, I've heard a story, actually from Helene, her lady had heard she's supposed to sell everything and go somewhere. And they said, that's not the Lord, that's not the Lord. And said, yes, it is, yes, it is. She sold everything. She's like destitute right now, living on the streets. Yep. And, um, and she's not being used for what God had called her for. for. Yeah. Um, I want to tell you something else. This is, I don't know if you all have heard Andrew Womack. Um, he, he's an old Texan guy, but he just tickles me to listen to him. But, but he says that God is always broadcasting. Yeah. He's always trying to speak to us. He's always on. And, um, and one of the examples he gave that I really love is that right now in this room, there's rock music, there's talk radio, there's classical, there's Christian music going on in here. But I mean, none of us are here. And what we need to do is get a radio... And turn, turn it on and tune to that station. If we want to hear rock, then we're going to turn it on and hear rock. And the radio picks up the waves that's going on in this room. And the same thing is what we do. We've got to sit and tune in to him. We've got to tune to the right station and, 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 and listen for his voice. So it's a sensitivity issue, too. I mean, the more we do it, the more, the more it begins to, to become easier. Just, just like fishing, I guess. But he's always broadcasting. And again, I said, sometimes this comes a lot easier for some people. For me, it's not. Um, and I think for the most people, it's not. It's because it's stepping into some uncertainty. Just like me, I didn't want to chase that fish. I didn't want to be uncomfortable with wet shoes all day. Um, we, we need to um, uh, realize that it's a, a growth process. And one of the things that kept me going, um, why I wanted to do this, was n- number one, that God's been really impressing on me intimacy. And unless I'm communicating with my wife on a daily basis, on a two-way, you know, we can just go the other way. And the same thing with our father. I mean, he wants to talk to us. And that's, that's, that's he's, he's broadcasting all the time. It's just a matter of tuning in. And, you know, some of the, I guess as being a salesman in the past, um, we'd always have to sell the benefits. <laughs> so the benefits of hearing God's voice. Well, number one, he's a pretty smart guy. And he's, he's probably going to be able to help you out in a lot of situations. We always go at it, you know, on our own. Um, well, we don't always. I'm sorry. We tend to. Um, my wife, we, we've got our, our dog. It's got a, you know those collars, shock collars you put on dogs so they stay in your yard? Um, well, we lost two of those little pins somewhere in the yard. And then my wife goes out there and says, 
Hey, no way. Um, Holy Spirit, will you show me where those are? Oh. <laughs> and went and picked them up. It was just as simple as that. I mean, it's a simple reliability. And why do we leave that first step out? I don't understand. <laughs> it makes things so much easier. Where's my wallet? <laughs> well, don't, maybe don't approach him that way. But, um, um, you know, it incre- my primary focus is increasing intimacy with him. Seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Um, if, unless we're working out of love and love flowing from him, that we're just a gang, what, clanging cymbal gong. Yeah. Um, and so that, that to me is the biggest thing, searching him. Um, it, 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 it gives us meaningful prayer. Right. I mean, I, I remember starting out when I was, was saved, man, I, got, I, I uh, went through a, a Bible study with this guy and we'd pray, and I'm like, you know, this is just. That prayer was terrible because yeah, you're just—it's like a toilet paper tube doing something, and you don't really know. There's nothing coming back. It helps increase the the intimacy in prayer, and, and it gives you some—you know—you get feedback, like talking to your spouse. Um, you know, God's going to give you ideas for inventions. He's going to give you ideas to increase your income. He's going to help you be more creative. There's so much more that we're that He's got for us, but it's not there unless we're talking to Him and asking Him what He's got what He's got for us. Um, He's, lately, he's been telling me kind of neat little things, like things that are going to come, that are going to happen. Um, and that I like. It's been little small things, and I, I really can't. My wife said, "Did you write them down?" No. <laughs> Her response to me always, "Did you write it down?" No. Here I am telling you, write it down. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, but uh, just he, he's got. You're going to get warning. You may just get a check in your spirit. Don't go there. You may, you may get. Um, um, it, it, for me, it's, it's told specific things that are going to happen, and I was prepared, and they did happen. So that that to me can save your life. It can um, save your friend's life. It could save. Pro- it could do a number of things. So that's one of one of the benefits. Um, you know, you guys are receiving prophetic ministry, and and that is really fun. It's really it's really cool to do. And and. Um, Unless you're hearing God's voice, you're probably not going to be too good at it. You know, you might look at someone's body language and they come in and say, Oh, the Lord says don't be depressed, you know. So, but, you know, the body language might show some clues, but you really have to tune into what He's saying, either with pictures or with words. And when we do it, as we'll talk about, we're going to comfort, encourage, and build them up and pull out the gold that's in the people. And because and the world does enough dirt digging and we're pulling out the gold. Um, so, let's see what we got here. <laughs> when I first started this, I really was putting a lot of pressure on, on myself. And you, you know how um, when an apple tree is planted, it grows and it grows and it starts bearing fruit. And what I was trying to do, I was trying to grunt the fruit out, you know. I'm like, no, oh, come on, God, I knew it. And my, I was striving, I was pushing hard. I was like, man, I'm not getting anywhere. And just like with tying the knots on my line, um, I just kept doing it and kept doing it, and eventually it started to grow, and then it finally was tested out. So just rest and move into this. Um, he wants to talk to you, so um, just rest and receive as you do that. Now, um, pretty much... For me nowadays, I do go to a place. I love spending time with the Lord in, in private. My, my wife and I own a cleaning company. Well, we are the cleaning company. And, um, but we, it's so cool because we are working all day long. Well, first of all, the best thing is working with her all day long. But the second thing is we, well, it's somewhat of a mindless job, I guess. Um, 
you know, vacuuming and cleaning the toilet and stuff. But it's, but it's been so good because it really gives me time just to listen, focus, say, Father, what do you have to say to me? Um, and, and so for me, it's not so much going into a quiet place and, and say, here's my hour. But it's a daily walk. It's, it's a communion with God throughout the day. And it really, it just, it just keeps, it opens you up more and more. It makes you more comfortable with seeking Him for the little things. And um, ah, yeah, it's a good way to go. But the, the, probably the bottom line for this, for me, is that um, I, was, I was saved in uh, 1982, I, th- I think it was. Oh, and all my friends were going to hell. And my, my thought, my wife, I told her she was going to hell too one time. She gets but at any rate, it took. I didn't make a lot of friends. But, you know, I guess in the last three years, well, I, let me put it this way it took 25 years of my salvation before I finally realized relationship. And that relationship just began after, you know, once I started dialoguing with him and listening to him. And now it's a whole, di- it's, a, it's a different life, it's a different level, and it's, it's, um, it's fabulous. So I would encourage you, I mean, this isn't, uh, Mark Verkley teaches this in a weekend. So um, I do want, if, if y'all are interested in more information on this, he's got on his, is it alright to do this camera? Okay. Um, CWG. Communion with God, cwgministries.org. And he's got, I think it's forward slash four keys. And he's got a little talk on there. It's maybe 30 minutes. It was said he's also got an exercise to help walk you up and, and, and activate you with that. So in your home, you can, you can go through that too. But you don't have to wait till you're home. We're going we're gonna, to we're work with that today on your activation. So, um, I just really, this is what I wanted to stir up a hunger. I want you guys to just pursue this. It's made a world to me in my life, and I know it will. It has, and probably everyone I've encountered has done it. So, so go for it. Go catch those fish. And, and don't worry that people are farther ahead of you. Just let that use to stir you up to go for more. So, go. hey, I'm done. Um, <laughs> so. We're, we're going to now go into the activation session and um, yeah, and testimonies. I'll let Greg take it over from here. I don't have it written down for that. <laughs> All right. Thanks, John. That was great. All right. Um, well, we're going to do a little session now where you get to practice hearing God. Does that sound like fun? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, I realize that you know some of us in this room have been hearing God for years, and you kind of have your own methodology how you get there and what you what you hear and stuff. And then some of us are brand new at this, and so there's some people sitting in here thinking, "Oh, this is great, this can be awesome." And then some people might be like, "What? You want me to listen for God?" And so we're going to do a couple things that's going to hopefully help just make this an easy process. So no matter what level you're at, you can press in for more. All right? Does that sound good? Sweet. Well, um, I'm going to invite Janet to come up. She's just going to share briefly um, a, a bit of her journaling experience and hearing God and how that's affected her. Thank you. Um, Yay, Janet. I'm from Kalamazoo. So good to be back here, you guys. This is still home. Um, yeah, we moved down to Somerville about a year ago, and God called us but not in a dramatic way. Um, But that's another story. Um, I started the School of Ministry in February, March, whatever. We've been meeting weekly, um, a weeknight. And 
I have to say, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit 35 years ago. Been in this kind of church for a long time. Don't know it all, but have heard probably most of, of you know, our core values for decades. And um, we've learned a lot of really cool things. But I must say that. I feel like I've I hear God and I hear God a lot, um, and I listen too. But one of the things in our little module about hearing the voice of God, you know, like Greg was saying, you know, okay, God, what do you want me to do about this? And then you listen and you write it down. And I'm like, this is terrible because I'm like, okay, Lord, what you know, what do you want me to be thinking about today? And I'm starting to get these thoughts, and I think, well, that's God. But when I write them down, I begin to um, edit them immediately. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's see, this should be a capital. Um, hmm, is this a complete sentence? Well, God wouldn't have said it like that. So let me twist it around and put the verb over here. I am serious. It was just crazy. And I'm doing this night after night after night, and, and people are coming back from the school, and like, oh, God's just really talking to me. And, you know, and I'm like going, I got nothing. Half my pages crossed out and recorrected, and, and I don't even know what God's saying anymore. And like, so I'm like, you know, this is just not working for me, you know. So really, honestly, I quit writing stuff down, and you know, my journaling was more like John saying, you know, oh Lord, I really enjoyed today. The trees were great. The, you know, just in the last two weeks, um, you know, having dismissed the whole journaling idea. I woke up in the middle of the night. I'm not one to wake up in the middle of the night, read the Bible. I'm more like, oh, wake up, get a drink of water, go back to bed. And I really felt like, okay, get up and read the Bible. I'm like, okay. Wide awake. Got up, read one of the Psalms or something, got my journal out, and I journaled pages. Just kept writing, you know. I'm awake, but, you know, I'm, I'm not filtering anything. It's four in the morning. Writing, 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 writing. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is God. You know, I'm writing, 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 Get up the next morning, read it. Not one single letter crossed out. No grammatical errors that I popped out at me. You know, I'm always writing something and recrossing it and misspelling. It was all right there. And I felt like the Lord said, the problem is this. You hear me and you listen, but you hear me and you try to write it down, then you have to put a twist on it. It has to make sense to your brain. It has to come out grammatically correct. So I guess I just want to share that with you guys. You know, if that's not the way it works for you, that's okay, because maybe it'll work that way for you later. Um, But, yeah, so. Thanks, Janet. It's good. Thanks. So um, let's do a real quick review. Um, John talked about four keys to hearing God's voice. Number one is simply to get quiet before God. Still yourself. All right? And so in a minute, we're going to still ourselves, we're going to quiet our hearts, and we're going to press into God. All right? The second one is to look for vision. And... uh, I, I tend to push this one a little bit with people. Some people, like, you know, you just tend to hear words. But today, as we press into this, I want to encourage you to, with the eyes of your heart, picture Jesus. All right? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of paint a little scene for you to help you get there. And we're going to fix our eyes on Jesus. And we're just going to, then this would be the third step, tune to spontaneous flow. 
and allow the Holy Spirit to just come and speak to our hearts. And as we're watching, you know, John talked about that imagination thing. We're just going to watch that scene. We're going to watch Jesus and see what He does. Okay? And then as we, after we've watched some things and He might say some things to us, then we're going to simply write down what we got. Alright? Easy enough? Great. Well, let's, um, if you guys can help pass out some paper. And I think we've got some... There was, it was, there's some around. I'm just not sure where it landed. Anyway, these guys are going to get some paper. And so everybody's got a piece. If you've got your own, uh, that's fine. And uh, grab a pen. And if you don't have a pen, there should be one in the seat pocket in front of you. And as we're doing that, um, just a quick testimony of my own life. Um, I grew up in the kind of environment, uh, a very conservative church. Um, Our church didn't hear God, right? There was the Word of God, and then their pastor might have that little white angel on his shoulder, kind of nudge him. But there wasn't any such thing as like hearing the voice of God, you know? And I can't tell you how radically my life was impacted when somebody told me and demonstrated to me you can hear God. God wants to talk to you, you know. And uh mine came in a similar situation with, with these guys. Um, I was actually sitting under Mark Verkler and he taught us this. And you know, we, we went through this very same exercise and I sat down and I looked for vision and I pictured Jesus and he was, uh, you know, we, the, the scene was by the Sea of Galilee. And we were sitting in this meadow. And I just, I pictured Jesus. And he came. And, you know, I saw his face. I saw what he was wearing. And it just radically impacted my life. You know, I was like, you know, my heart was connecting with the Lord. And he spoke some things of intimacy and love to me, which just melted my heart, you know. It just... I didn't realize God was so nice. You know? He really does love me. And He loves to tell me. And He's been wanting me to know how much He loves me my whole life, you know. He's been wanting to just pour in this Father's love and and the love of Jesus. And so, um, I can't say that I've been the ultimate faithful journal person but practicing this this exercise of quieting my heart before the lord spending time with him and saying lord what do you want to say has has been a um just really a radical uh change for my life and uh so much so that i'm right now in the getting my master's degree uh, under mark verkler in hearing hearing his voice and in doing the, the counseling stuff so it's really good so we're going to do this for ourselves now and then this afternoon just to scare some of you away. We're going to start hearing God's voice for other people. Woohoo! So we're going to put you on the, put you on the spot. No. All right, does everybody have a piece of paper? Anybody not? Everybody have a pen? Okay, great. I'm just going to say a quick prayer um, and then we'll jump in. So Holy Spirit... We welcome you into this place. And you're already here, Lord, but we, we bless you. 
We thank you so much for your faithfulness to us. And we thank you, Father, that you want to speak to our hearts. That you have words for us from your heart to ours. And the scripture says your words are more numerous than the sand on the seashore. And so, Holy Spirit, I pray that you'd come and just breathe your life into our hearts. That you'd open the eyes of our heart and the ears of our heart to hear you, to see you that we'd be able to connect with you in a a special way today. In Jesus' name. And from this place, um, let's just quiet our hearts. And I'm going to paint that same scene for you. Um, So I just want you to picture yourself by the Sea of Galilee. And probably most of us have never been there. That's okay. Lake Michigan, there you go. And it's a calm summer day. There's a gentle breeze. And you can see boats in the distance of the fishermen. And the sun is glistening off the water. And you've got a little picnic laid out on the grass. And you're just at a place of peace and rest and just enjoying the beautiful weather and the the calm day. You've got nothing on your agenda. There's nothing to get to. And it's just you in that quiet place. And as you look over to your right, you see Jesus walking towards you. And you can imagine him however you want. Maybe he's got a robe on and a beard. Maybe he's got jeans and a t-shirt. However you want to picture Jesus. And he comes over and he sits down next to you. And from that place, I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to kind of take over that picture. And as you interact with Jesus and you watch what happens and maybe what he does, what he says, at some point, and I'm going to give you plenty of time here. I want, I want you to ask Jesus a question. A simple question. Lord, what do you want to say to me today? And so we'll give you time to do that. And when you, when you feel you're ready, then I want you to begin to write down what you feel the Lord says to you. And it may be a simple word. It may be sentence. It may be pages. But just don't worry about your grammar. Don't worry about punctuation. Just begin to just begin to write down what he says to you. So we're going to take the next um, at least five minutes or so and just have some time with the Lord. So Holy Spirit, just come and take over this picture. Thank you, Lord.
56, and rain Wednesday, high of 60. I'm Pat DJ for Christian Radio, WKPR at AM 1440 for FM 105.1.
going to give you another minute or so. Kind of finish up what you're writing and then we'll bring it back together. that nice music all right did anybody feel like they heard something from the Lord when we did that yeah great and um, how many of you were able to engage in that scene with Jesus and saw the Lord do some things or say some things to you there yeah and and did anybody get just words did anybody um, just got words yeah okay and that's great Good. Well, in a in a minute, actually, I think I'm going to do this. Would anybody care to share what the Lord spoke to them? Yeah. Um, we'll have both of you guys come on up, and then you can come up, young lady, too. We'll have all three of you. Okay. Yeah. Come on. All right. <laughs> come on up. Great. Well, I'll just give you the mic, and you can read. What you feel like the Lord said to you today. All right. Um, before you gave us that visual, um, I was hearing, you know, I paid the price for you, pay the price for others. And then when you gave us the visual, um, it was the scenario with Jesus feeding disciples fish. Mm-hmm. You know, so he said, um, feed my sheep the truth. And he was crying. And I don't know what that all means right now. But we'll keep pursuing it. <laughs> Truth has fallen to the streets. Um, feed them who I am, who they are, and who Satan is. Um, destroy the identity crisis with the truth. Return back to the truth. And then he walked away. And I kept hearing, um, I'm counting on you. Okay, don't water it down. Speak it in love. People are in search of it. Sweet. Thank you. Does that sound like the Lord? Yes, it does. Thank you. Um, I saw the vision of uh, Christ walking towards me in the water. Mm -hmm. And um, cross. So... um, he said to me, see, I come walking to you on the water and waves. I love you and I'm walk, calling you to walk with me into deeper waters. Deep calls into deep. So my heart calls unto your heart to do things in your life that you never thought were possible. I come to you walking on the water. Now you must take that step of faith and start walking towards me. 
waters will sometimes be rough and the waves will sometimes come against you. But as long as you keep your eyes upon me, you will not sink or be knocked down by the waves. Always, always keep your focus on me. And my deep and boundless love for you. It is deeper than any sea and reaches farther than any heaven. Don't pay attention to the wind that is buffeting you in your face, but rather the wind of my Holy Spirit that is behind you, guiding and sometimes pushing in the right way towards me and all the wonderful things I have in store for you. Well done. Thank you. Excellent. It actually connected once you showed me the vision. Jesus came towards me and he sat down. And he was on the other side of the, the, the food that was out. And he started pointing at the water. And he said, there's many fish in the water. But I want you to know, the fish represent the people. This is the place that you will build the Tower of Love, where you're sitting. There are many fishes, souls, that wants to come to me, Jesus. But they don't know where Jesus is. Sorry. I can feel as he was talking, his heart hit for his people and his hurt for what the church is not doing. So many people are stuck in the water or in darkness because there are not many fishermen and, come, and some can't see their way to safety because they are in darkness and there's no light to show where the land of safety is but I'm on the land and not just for me to have a picnic with you Thomas alone said, but to build a place of safety and fulfillment for others the picnic is the dinner that God has said and Matthew go to the hedges highways and byways for those who want to come that they may eat with God forevermore amazing thank you thank you guys that's amazing that sounds like the Lord doesn't it that sounds like if you sat down and had lunch with Jesus that sounds like something he would say or put on your heart isn't it it's great. It's really good. Is anybody else? I know. Um, I saw. I thought I saw another hand. Does anybody else want to share? We'll just take a few minutes. Yeah, come on up. As she's coming, you know, this is when you engage your heart in this kind of stuff um, on a regular basis. You can you can imagine what the Lord does, you know, in the in the way that you see Him and and listen to Him for for life stuff. So. Here you go. 
So he gave me a couple of words, and then um, I was able to kind of see it unfolding as I was writing. Um, So it started out with worthy and then favored. Um, Are when you are a pillar and foundation for others to stand upon, those looking on you will find rest on that stone path, and you will welcome them in with arms wide open, and they will seek my face. My glory will shine through you, and I will be exalted on high. You are a conduit. Your joy is immeasurable, pouring out like a stream of living water. That water of me quenches the thirst of those who drink from the spring of me. Those whose feet are washed in that water will be restored, revitalized. Their eyes will snap open and they will see me. That water pours out from the foundation on that fountain. Hold on. (laughs) That water pours out from the fountain on that foundation. You are the fountain, Arwen. You are receiving your water that is gushing out directly from me. My heavenly rain pours down on you to constantly fill you up and keep you overflowing with abundance. Take a breath, Arwen. (laughs) Turn your head up to the heavens. Let the sun shine down on your face and soak up my warmth. Let it penetrate into your body and heat every part of... Um, hug. <laughs> hug everyone. Pass on the heat that radiates from my soul and part that onto others so their eyes can be open and they can have new revelation. The scales on their eyes will be removed. They will see life for the first time and they will know it is I who is there. Sweet. Very good. Thank you. All right. That's great. Excellent stuff. Um, I want to do one more exercise with you. We've got a few more minutes, so is that all right? We've got time. Um, does, every, does everybody have enough paper to write on again? Everybody good? Okay, great. Well, I'm going to do another scenario with us, and uh, what I'd like to do this time is I want to write a love letter to the Lord. All right? So what we're going to do is, for the first part of the letter, we're going to pour out our heart to Jesus, all right? Um, If you want to write it to the Father or or write it to the Holy Spirit, you can do that as well, uh, your choice, but (laughs) we're going to write, just pour out our heart to the Lord and um, write Him a love letter. And then the second half of that is going to be, again, looking to Jesus and asking Him to say His love letter to us. Does that sound okay? All right. If we could get that nice music you play, that was great. Thank you. So let's just quiet our hearts one more time. Father, we want to press into you. We thank you so much for what you've been speaking this morning. Beautiful, beautiful stuff, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you would, uh, again, just come and, and, and connect with our hearts. Prime the pump of your spirit within us. bless you Lord so take a minute whenever you're ready just begin to write write to the Lord take about uh, four or five minutes and then we'll switch gears and allow him to speak back to us what he wants to say
station, WKPR AM place to finish your part of the letter, go ahead and switch and begin to ask the Lord and listen to the Lord for what He wants to say to you.
excessive electronic surveillance, data collection, and other gross invasions of privacy. The draft resolution, which both Germany and Brazil made public, does not name any specific countries, although UN diplomats said it was clearly aimed at the United States. Meanwhile, the BBC reports the Malaysian government has summoned the heads of the US and Australian diplomatic missions in Kuala Lumpur over a row about an alleged American-led spying network in Asia. The Malaysian Foreign Ministry said the reports of spying could severely damage relations. They said a protest note was handed over. In addition to sharing supporters, runners in this Sunday's New York City Marathon will also be monitored by bomb-sniffing dogs, police scuba divers and surveillance helicopters to prevent an attack similar to the one at the Boston race earlier this year. The New York Police Department started planning extra precautions a day after the deadly April 15 bombings at the Boston Marathon. Are you concerned about blood pressure, cholesterol, or other cardiovascular issues? Are you taking an omega-3 supplement but are not seeing the results you've been promised? Dr. Stephen Sinatra's famous Little Red Pill is the only fish oil alternative enhanced with resveratrol, providing you with sustained energy and the amazing health results you've been looking for. Now you can balance triglycerides and cholesterol, improve circulation, get rid of blood pressure problems, and many other signs of aging with Omega-Q Plus with resveratrol. Call today to find out how to get a free bonus bottle of Omega-Q Plus with resveratrol as part of our radio special. Dr. Stephen Sinatra is America's number one integrative cardiologist and formulated this alternative to fish oil with high levels of omega-3, DHA, and EPA from a triple purified calamarine source with CoQ10, resveratrol, and four other ingredients for complete cardiovascular protection. This combination nearly doubles the power of fish oil for your heart and brain. Call now to get your free bonus bottle at 1-800-861-8660 and ask for Omega Q Plus with resveratrol. That's 1-800-861-8660. Again, 1-800-861-8660. FBI agents were on Saturday probing the background and possible motivation of a gunman who opened fire at a packed terminal at Los Angeles International Airport and shot dead an unarmed federal agent. All right, we'll give you about another minute to finish up what you're writing, and then we'll bring it back together. have a good experience writing a love letter to Jesus. Sweet. That's good. Does anyone have the courage to come up here and read it? Yep, come on. Yep. Great. Sometimes, uh, you know, the Lord speaks pretty intimate things to us, and so it takes a little bit of courage to get up in front of people, but you guys jumped right on it, so that's great. Here you go. My letter to him, right? Okay. Dear Jesus, there are no words to express how totally and completely in love, head over heels I am for you. You have captured my heart, and I'm yours forever. There's no turning back. I choose you, all of you. Every day I choose you. You truly are my everything. The 
absolute best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm so in love with you. I feel that we are one. I and you and you and me. What an incredible feeling. My heart beats only for you. I'll follow you always. Wherever you lead, I'm there. No questions asked. I can't live without you. I can't breathe without you. And I die without your presence. So precious, so sweet. I live to know you more. I vow to give all of myself to you daily, withholding nothing. I am completely yours. And in response, he said, You are my beloved. I am only yours. I chase after you daily. I long to commune with you. I love our quiet time. I look forward to it. You are everything to me. It's just me and you. Our relationship is so unique and I value that. Don't change that for anyone. I love you exactly how you are. You're perfect to me in every way. I see the real you and I love you dearly. I'll never stop loving you ever. You can count on me. I desire to show more of myself to you. Come to me, drink of me. Let me fill you with more. You are the apple of my eye, and I desire you just as you desire me. Remain in me. This is a safe place. This is where you belong. This is home. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, my love letter to God was, um, You are immeasurable in wisdom, kind beyond compare. Your forgiveness is constant, a river, a strong current flowing straight to my heart and to the hearts of others. You bring light to every nation. You subdue every dark place. You know my heart better than I do. I am in awe of you. Your love caresses my soul. My heart aches for your face and the sweet, strong words you speak. I am lifeless without you. You have never put me down. You never say no to the orphan, to the prostitute, to the beggar. Um, Your love is a beacon. You awaken warriors and worshipers. You are the only one I can count on. You see through corruption and pursue redemption. No spirit can consume like you do. You know exactly what to do and say. Every leader, every man, every woman, every child will bow at your feet. How could a king so vast be the purest form of love? I am blown away by all that you are. Thank you, Daddy. You are my hope, my love, my strength, and my joy. Um, I could read the one he wrote to me, which I wasn't planning on doing, but I'll do that. Um, um, Chloe, where do I begin? (laughs) Um, There's nothing like your smile. (laughs) 
you light up the heavens and the earth with your joy. You're more worthy of my love than you realize. I made you royal, a queen in my kingdom. You are not far off. You are right with me. In step with me, not ahead, not behind. You will be a mother to many. You will kiss the broken and they will be healed. You care for my children and I can trust you with them. To love them. You have a heart to hear and understand. You are not alone. How you treat Jimmy, my husband, blesses me. Your marriage is worship, pure worship. I am with you constantly. Never forget my presence. I love you, Chloe. Heart, body, and soul. You are patient and kind. Well done. Well done. Thank you for that. It took a lot of courage to read that. Bless you. Abba, I know you love me so much. You have saved me in so many ways. From death many times and from the pit, you have set my feet on solid ground. You have directed my paths and made them straight. How can I tell of your great love for me? It reaches to the heavens and goes beyond all time. Oh, I thank of you. I, I thank you for shaping my heart into the image of yours. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. That sounds like him. Child, I have never stopped loving you. I have loved you since your inception in your mother's womb. And even before that, when I created your spirit, you have. Um, ah, oh, where was I? Ah, um, I have. Yes, I have kept you from death and the pit because I have great things in store for you. I get so excited I can hardly contain myself. <laughs> you can in all your imagination and spirit contain what I have in store for you. All the goodness, all the blessings that I have given you and continue to give you. And the greatest miracle is the... is the... whatever I wrote... <laughs> Um, um, is the oh gosh oh is the hearts and lives of people that you have helped change and will change because of the obedience of your heart to me I love you child I can't wait to see you face to face and give you a big hug. Dead. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let's give him a hand. That was amazing. Well, that's great stuff, guys. Um, I think some people are getting in touch with the heart of God today, don't you? Yeah.
So it's beautiful. Um, hopefully you come away with this mo- from this morning with just a simple tool to really press in. I mean, I think you know, in a lot of ways this is a starting point, but it's also the ending point. I mean, this is, this is an essence of relationship, isn't it? It's communicating and talking with Daddy God. And so it's amazing, you know, every time I do this, um, it's, it's been over a decade of just doing this simple teaching and giving people an opportunity to say, all right, God, what do you want to say to me? And then people just being, you know, really impacted, blown away by the fact that God has amazing things to say to us. And uh, enough that it really stirs up the deep place of the heart. And so it's amazing. And... Um, Hopefully you can go away with this simple tool and use it in your life and grow with the Lord in it. So this is an amazing piece of the prophetic. To, to, to me, it's almost kind of the starting point. The next piece of this, then, is to take what, we've, what we're getting from the Lord, what we've, when we hear and we say, Father, what do you want to say? Now, not for me, but Father, what do you want to say for Cameron? You know, What do you want to say for John? And so listening to the Lord... For somebody else, that's the next step of the prophetic. And uh, I don't know if you pulled, if you could pull out one thing of everything that people said today. The essence was love, wasn't it? You're loved, you're cherished, you're special to me. And so, when we turn that and prophesy over others, then that's the same thing. You know, the love of the Father. I love you. You're my child. I'm proud of you. I care about you so much. The essence of the the love of the Father, and that's the essence of the prophetic, and building people up, encouraging them, edifying them. So that'll be our next step um, this afternoon, I guess, at Vendalia. And so everybody's invited, right? Please come. It's going to be great. It's going to be exciting. Be blessed. I'll give it back to you. Awesome. Good job. Give them a hand. Um, yeah, we're not going to pass the baskets this uh, this afternoon now. But if you do want to give, there are offering envelopes, and there's a box on your way out above the water fountain. Because this is a drop box. Uh, but if you if you do that right on here, that is for the prophetic conference. Indicate on here, or if, if you give online or any of the other ways that are on the card, please indicate uh, in the in the notation area that's prophetic conference. So the session this afternoon is in Vandalia. It is a long drive. It is only it's uh, it's 50 minutes. Yeah, I know it's not really a long drive. <laughs> Says Pat, who drove up here. It actually, yeah, you guys are going to love it from South Carolina because it is a absolutely beautiful drive. We love driving down there just because it's so beautiful. But it is, it's only 50 minutes. <clears throat> so it's, it's like a, a 20, 25-minute drive times two. Okay. <laughs> so uh, if you were in a big city, it was just like you know getting stuck in a traffic jam. It's, it's, it's getting out of Toronto on a good day. <laughs> um, so, and you are invited at 4 o'clock. The session goes from 4 to 5.30. Then there will be for dinner for those who, who come. Uh, and hopefully, I think we should have enough. And let's a lot of more people show up than what we think. The address, God can multiply food. The address was in the, uh, in the, in the flyers that you received. It's online. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you it just in case if you want to jot it down. It's